Marisi. We want truth, vibration of truth to manifest greater intentions. And I don't think we have truth right now. What are your thoughts? I think you might be right. I don't think that that protection is conscious, but I hear what you're saying. I am Esco Wilson, and this is the Self-Awakened Lifestyle. I'm a lifestyle designer and performance coach, and I've helped hundreds of professionals learn how to tap into the power of their unique potential and thrive on a whole new level. I've seen lives change. I've seen my own life change, and I want to help more people. That's what this podcast is all about, bringing my own experience together with scientific principles and holistic practices to help listeners enhance their personal and professional performance. In each episode, I guide my guests through a difficult issue or challenge. And through the mind, body, spirit connection, we will expand what's possible. Hello, my friends. I always give my personal story from my history to help us really conceptualize a bigger idea. And today, I want to talk about what does it really feel like to be a successful drug dealer of a small little drug gang? And how did I define that for myself in my youth, in my 20s? Like, what did I really use as measuring sticks of success? When did I know I was moving in the right direction? So, for example, we had a connect in Philadelphia who had access to a gun shop. And he registered all the guns in his name. And we bought a bunch of guns, all different styles and different. That did not feel like success to me. I didn't feel like I was moving in the right direction when we bought all those guns. But each of us had our own set of rental cars. And it felt like I was going in the right direction. When you sit in a different car seat multiple times a day, SUVs. In the summertime, you could pull the top down. When you want to go out on date night, you got the luxury car. Spending thousands and thousands of dollars on rental cars. All of us. Yo, give me the keys. So not only do I have my set, but I also have a set from everybody else. So the illusion of this freedom, of this abundance, Pretending like, yeah, this is what a billionaire might feel like. It's like changing outfits. And you wear a different outfit with a different woman. And some women are, you know, in the know of what's happening. And some, not so much. They're more of a civilian. But yet they want to sit in this illusion with the so-called bad guy. And the seduction is primal. It's the different kind of seduction. It's the fact that, yeah, you know you're in danger and you know you shouldn't be here. But yet, innocent woman, intelligent, has everything going for her, could be a grad student, yep, getting ready for a you know, big success professionally, is actually accepting the fact that she's driving in this car with a drug dealer and she is totally seduced by it. That was absolutely the feeling of success for me. And I felt it, I saw it, I visualized it in vivid detail. 
And I knew I was going in the right direction, at least based on that virtual reality. So my guest today is Mikey, an aspiring professional baseball player. And what we're going to explore with Mikey is the ability to set the stage. Virtual reality through internal visualization techniques, sports psychology. I am the person living in this virtual reality that I'm creating with vivid detail for myself in this internal visualization. And this is my mental model that's also embodied. This is my model of success. But am I creating the right model? When external cues and external energy is trying to alter my experience, is trying to tell me that my mental model is not working. And how do I actually adjust the model so I can stay in flow and progress with the challenges that I'm facing? So that's what we're going to talk about with Mikey. Okay, Mikey, how are you? I'm doing well. Mikey, who is this young man that I'm talking to? Talk to me about yourself a little bit. So... I'll start with where I'm at right now. I'm currently at a point where I'm trying to decide or seeing what opportunities will come and then trying to decide what I want to do with, you know, my next couple steps. I was a college baseball player and I played a fifth year of college baseball last year. I'm living back home with my parents right now. I'm working part-time at the gym. I would like to be playing more professional baseball, but I've realized that I would like to be playing professional baseball in a situation that works well for me. So professional baseball, that's your dream? The top of professional baseball is my dream, yeah. Overall, what I don't want to experience is the average life working a nine to five that I don't care about just for money and feeling low energy all the time and, and feeling like I should have tried harder or lived differently. I think that's what really scares me is becoming that. Somebody who's regretting, somebody who is shameful, somebody who is, what do you mean? Somebody who regrets not taking the risk or going all out for something. If it's not baseball, going all out for business that I've always wanted to start. Let's just put that in our mental notes, that there is multiple dreams that we can invite ourselves into. There's multiple grand scheme intentions. Fair? Yeah. Okay. Continue what you do not want to experience. I think in baseball, what I don't want to experience is the feeling of only being a baseball player. Like I've had some experiences um, playing before where I was playing on teams that um, were not for school or anything. Like there were summer collegiate teams where I was like, like one summer I lived in Niagara Falls for five weeks and I played on a collegiate summer team 
it was all college guys. We competed against other college guys and played like six nights a week, traveled all over upstate New York. Um, but I didn't really love that. That was my first taste of what I'd say real baseball is like outside Profes- of meaning professional baseball. That's what a lot of professional baseball is. That's what pro ball is until you make it to the top. If you make it to the top, just that life of like waking up in a hotel, having the the hotel little egg omelets and sausage for breakfast with a yogurt and then hopping on the bus for three hours to get to the ballpark and you're there all day it's it's all you really do then you play the game and then you go home or on to the next city how many professional baseball players skip that step none okay so you hear what you're saying yeah it's a bit contradictive it's not that i don't want that but i don't want to feel like like i'm only that like for the week that i did that last summer that was at that was during professional baseball for me that was my first taste of it and it was exciting because it was this new level it was the highest level i'd ever played and coming out of college i didn't feel like i was stuck in it but i have felt stuck in that before awesome so Make sure your body's in a good position to receive and exchange in our next bit of the conversation. So the intention is to awaken internal aspects of yourself that can create life expansion no matter what the situation is. Now we can do it somatically with movement practices and lifestyle engineering to keep our body not just resilient, but vibrant, very healthy, on a cellular level, I'm not sure that's where you are. I'm hearing a battlefield in the mind. So we're looking to create life expansion and your mind is creating a lot of stories. And if we use these stories to guide the character that you're being, I don't see success. So your independent pro baseball, that's an essential step. No professional baseball players skip this essential step and you've reached that next base camp. Up the mountain. And then there's something inside of you that recoils instead of expands. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. Does that make sense what I'm saying? It does. And I agree. What do you agree with? I agree that there's something that recoils. Okay, good. Let's put that in our mental notes. So you don't want to regret. Right. You don't want to be the person who looks back and says, man, it's a shame that I didn't do X, Y, and Z. Before we get into what you don't want to regret or something you're avoiding that you could dive into to really move forward or not addressing this recoil sensation that minimizes your character and changes the story and the possibilities of opportunities that come your way. Instead of living in peak potential and possibility, it's something else that's much less than your expanded self. Before we do that, talk to me about Australia. I want you to go straight in and just tell me like the worst thing about Australia. There's a game that this team we played, um, the the pitcher I was facing was not of a high level. Like he, he wasn't very talented. And I just didn't have a good game. I went 0 for 4 at the plate and I broke two of my bats. And so 
it's a little detail like like if you break your bat in baseball it's normally because you know the pitcher's throwing really hard and your timing's off and it's it's a sign of like you got beat and i'm like i'm okay with that i understand i'm gonna get beat playing the game often but two in the same game against competition i felt i was much greater than was just a moment for me of like like what the hell is going on here i feel like i'm at a higher level of baseball than this by a lot and yet i'm not succeeding i love it pause right there stay right there i want you to take your thumb your right thumb and close your right nostril i want you to breathe through your left nostril I want you to sit up tall. I want you to feel the energy flow through your left nostril and let it manifest and express itself in the right brain hemisphere. And then I want you to push the energy down through the left nostril and let it express itself in the left side of your body. Every time you exhale, you're gonna softly whisper a number in your mind in descending order. The first number is nine, then it'll be eight, seven. So count backwards. Breathing through left nostril, moving energy. So that exercise is called alternate nostril breathing. Um, the yogis call it Nadi Shodna. And Nadis in the yogic system are understood as energetic channels throughout the entire body. And there's primary energetic channels that travel up the spine in a spiraling fashion. Like it's part of the Kundalini practice as well, this this type of understanding. And Nadi Shodna helps to move energy in the psychic centers of the brain. Why do we want Mikey to awaken the psychic centers of the brain? because we want to engage in internal visualization work. We want to create detailed, vivid, like virtual reality type of experiences for Mikey. He has this very detailed embodied vision of him being a successful baseball player and it has motivated him, it's driven him. So reminding Mikey through this practice of alternate nostril breathing in conjunction with positive affirmation. So I see, I feel, I'm embodied, I'm living in this virtual reality. I am, I am who? I am the man. And he does that. And if he's the creator of his virtual reality, what should he be creating or what opportunities does he have to create in specific moments? So, Moments where all of the environmental cueing disagrees with your fantasy. The reality is you have to solve a problem in that moment or you have to create an opportunity in that moment. So all of the cueing is not there. The audience is not there. External validation is not there the way you initially saw it. But what are you really doing in that moment to, to enhance experience, to engage in the act of professionalism, personal development in a moment where you're grinding it through, enhancing your skills when the equipment is not that good, enhancing your psyche when, you know, the check is not that big, when the motivating factors 
are not as you originally desired. So that's what the practice is about. How to understand when I'm talking myself into a stressful situation. Oh man, I shouldn't be here. This is not worth it. This is, what does it say about me that I'm competing against this poor competition? You can listen to yourself, create that situation and watch your body stress over it and your nervous system vibrate in an unbeneficial way. Or you can say, here's the opportunity to really know how to improve myself, to listen to my psyche and change the narrative in my mind and watch me do it. Watch me create a body awareness, a comfort that leads into joy and bliss for being able to play baseball even if it's not the ultimate level. I'm still here, I'm still healthy, I still have opportunities. And what's the pathway to take advantage of those opportunities? Well, I have to be the person who is in deliberate practice consistently of seeing it and feeling it in the moment, the next step, the little adjustment, the slight enhancement, and then knowing I'm not being that person, self-judgmental not trusting my instincts, not losing it into a body sensation that has been conditioned. I'm sitting here at my mother's house. Here's my situation. I'm trying to make a decision. Am I going to continue with baseball or am I going to go up and get my degree or am I going to start a different business or whatever new path that he chooses? Am I able to establish that same type of euphoria? which is very motivating and very purposeful, knowing that I can create a life of happiness if I use a similar process of fantasizing about it and feeling it and seeing it in vivid details. Okay, what do you see? Talk to me. When envisioning that man, the confident, accepting baseball player at his peak, it's not that I envision someone else. It's that I envision myself on my best days every day. So I feel like I am that man because I have been that man on days before. And then I've also been below that on other days. So as a performance coach, I've learned to gain an understanding of who I'm talking to like intuitively, and right now you're protecting yourself, you're protecting your psyche, you're rationalizing. It sounds intelligent. We want truth, vibration of truth to manifest greater intentions. And I don't think we have truth right now. What are your thoughts? I think you might be right. I don't think that that protection is conscious, but I hear what you're saying. Talk to me about your environment right now. I'm in my room right now at home, sitting down at my desk. You're the man or you're not the man right now? I'm not the man right now, but I'm, I feel as if I'm working towards that. That's it. I'm working towards it. That's all you need to say. That's truth. That's it. And let's accept that. Not right now. I, I'm not embodying the man. That's not who I'm being right now. Sure. But I'm working towards that. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Environmentally, what could you adjust to help you move closer to support your work in becoming the man? I mean, I think a big thing about that is one, having 
physical space of my own and being financially strong enough to make those moves at my will. That's appropriate because environment, especially as we talk about manifestation work, has a lot to do with just simple external energy. So yeah, there's this physical environment, there's the environment around you that's social, the relationships, the whispering voices all around you, and the unconscious mind that helps you to understand what your financial position is in relation to your peer group, in relation to your legacy, in relation to your granted scheme intentions. And right now, the external environment that's operating around you is telling you that you're not the man. That's how I feel. This is Now that's truth. Yeah. We can work with truth. We can manifest. There's so much available when we operate from truth. That's why I wanted you to clear away the dream. I wanted you to let it dissolve. I wanted you to put the hope to the side and sit quietly inside your mind, inside your heart, inside your every cell of your body, and be still and silent. I want you to take half your breath in and hold it. Put your right hand on the heart. Put the left hand on the belly. Sip in a little more air. Hold that secondary breath. Now keep the belly expanded. Keep your chest expanded. The inhale, take it to the back of your brain. And when you push energy out, push it through the pores of your skin. As you move energy, you become a master of this energy, very knowledgeable of it. And we'll frame it as the astral body. We'll call it the astral body. It illuminates like a light, like a candle in the middle of darkness. Now, the darkness is the external energy that we're referring to. And it can be very dark and gloomy and scary, very uncomfortable. And it can tell you that you're not worth anything because you're just little candle flickering. And I'm asking you to expand that light, expand that internal energy and let the internal essence influence the external realm. You're a master of energy. Now, I'm curious about the man. I'm curious about his internal energy. Whether he's in Australia, whether he's in the independent league, going from one hotel to the next, whether he's in a graduate degree program, whether he's trying to avoid regretting things, whether he's sitting in his mother's home, trying to contemplate his his next financial opportunity. I'm curious about his energy when you're ready to describe his energy. He doesn't make decisions based on avoiding regret. Rather, he's more confident that he's able to handle whatever future comes his way and is content just doing the best he can with whatever's in front of him. I love it. Now we're in the zone. This is where I want us to be. Describe this mental model of elite baseball player. There's a lot of calmness that has to pair into that explosive nature. Mm-hmm. And it has to pair well. So you're saying power, like connected and synergistically combined with calmness. What else we got? Like ready to sprint at any mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. But also breathing steady and moving smoothly, prepared. Mm-hmm. Accepting. 
accepting of failure. What's your definition of acceptance of failure? On the baseball field, it's getting defeated and looking silly, yet not letting that affect you in your next at bat or not letting that change your mindset when you then go out to the outfield for the next half inning to where you can still bring that same level of focus, preparation, power, and stillness in that next step. Like you're totally unfazed, yet you learn what you can from that. Totally unfazed, you're learning, and then what happens? And then you make whatever adjustment it is you need to make. That's the key. There's an acceptance that's less proactive and there's an acceptance that's, like you said, calm, is able to brush it off, is able to learn, knowing that I accept the responsibility of implementing what I've learned. Mm -hmm. And that might be the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah, I agree that there's a big difference there. Okay. I'm bringing that up because we talked about recoil. Yeah. Now just keep that in your mental box. And I want you to continue to create this beautiful equation where we're combining the key words and phrases of a beautiful baseball player to help us understand how to combine biological energy and psychic energy. So we got power, we got calmness, we got prepared, we got acceptance. We have, what else is a? They execute every single thing that's in their control. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What else? At peace with what they do every day. Okay. What else? Responsible. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you? That means responsible for the mistakes and the failure, the mistakes and the success. But okay. I feel like that is something that gets carried off the field as well. Meaning? Meaning they wake up in the morning and at the time that is best to wake up instead of sleeping in. Because Ah. they understand they are responsible for being their best self if they want to perform the best. No matter if they're in Australia, no matter if they're in a bunch of hotel rooms, they're in their mother's home, no matter the situation, what are they doing? They're taking control of what they can to perform their best. There we go. Okay, continue. We're learning from the behaviors, the psyche of an amazing baseball player. What are we learning? How do they do it? Their minds are open to learning. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. A few more. I'm going to stretch you a little bit. Content. I'm listening. Talk to me about that. I didn't feel content in a league like Australia because I didn't feel I was at the level I need to be at in order to get where I want to go. And there have been seasons prior where I've had similar feelings and there have been seasons prior where I felt I'm exactly where I got to be. And that helped me be content off the field as well. Whereas in Australia, I felt like I, I wasn't content off the field either. Okay. And maybe that's, maybe that's one and the same. And, I probably need to work on being content, not being a big leaguer to then reach my goal or just reach a a deeper level of, of peace in my life and a purpose. 
I guarantee you, I guarantee you that there are major league players right now who are absolutely not content. I go as far as to say there's a very small percentage of major league players who are actually content on and off the field. I think it has very little to do with external circumstances in the long run. In a short-term slice of life, external circumstances can change. It's like, wow, I'm in bliss. This is amazing. I am very content with my life right now. Okay. Yes, that's very, very, I think that's, that's what happens. And then we stop getting that dopamine hit. The, the honeymoon phase is done. And now we really got to work and readjust our internal reward systems to find contentment from different sources. It all falls back to internal identity, how energy moves inside of us, and lifestyle, in my opinion. You understand? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I agree. It's, um, I remember when I got to college, the first game I'm ever a part of, I got the starting role in center field. And I was like, wow, this is great. Like, this is everything I've wanted. And then probably a few months later, I'm like, I want more, you know? So yes. I've, I've hit those, like, those plateaus where I'm like, all right, I'm at this level. I'm happy. I'm, I'm content. But then the hill, the slope increases, and then there's another hill. When I think about baseball and the level of, of play that. Absolutely. And my intuition tells me that um, I'm in the hotels, independent league, and I'm cringing because? Because something tells me I could be doing better for my life. I could be doing greater things than what that external environment signals to me. Better things in your life. Give me a few examples. Spending time with family and friends. Mm. Making money. Because mm. the, in pro baseball, you make very little money until you reach the top. Unless you're like a, a high draft pick, which I was not. I appreciate you sharing that. Let's take a pause just for a brief moment. To me, this is, the, this is where things start to shift. We've laid out many, many, many pieces of this puzzle. And the picture is starting to emerge. I don't want to regret not giving it my all. That's one set of values. But in the process, there's a conflict. I'm trying to do a lot of things to make this thing happen. The conflict is what kind of life am I living as I pursue this dream? How am I expanding life? the expression of energy, my internal essence, my identity as I pursue this dream. I think what, what you're saying is, is that the conflict that you see may be the reason for this recoil, I feel, is that although I, I want to make it, I want to be that big leaguer, and I don't want to regret not giving it my all, in order to make that happen, I find it difficult enjoying the, the life that it requires. I'm going to rephrase that. The life that is required, okay, that's outside. You're finding it challenging to have a joyful, pleasant experience going through these behavior patterns. Yeah. That's how I want to rephrase it. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. That's on you, though. Is that fair? Absolutely. Okay, cool. 
But yeah, if I'm not enjoying that, it's like, do I change myself and what I'm okay accepting and what I'm okay going through? Or do I change that environment? I love that question. That question boils down to, should I adjust my mindset to do what I'm doing? Or should I honor and listen to that sort of resistance to then change my external environment in hopes of living my best life? Do I want to live that indie ball grind of long bus rides and hotels and low pay and long hours playing ball in the sun? Or do I want to give it up and see what else there is for me to do? Maybe finish my degree, be open to, to other possibilities. There's a pivot. There's a fork in the road. I mean, the reality is that that's external. And like you said before, there are plenty of discontent Major League Baseball players. Exactly. And ultimately, what I really want for myself is whether I'm wearing spikes or not, to just feel like I'm at my peak and and like I'm doing great things for myself and others. And that feeling of the powerful man. I love it. I want to thank Mikey for a wonderful conversation, a little bit different than our typical conversations that we've had on the show so far. This was basically a conversation around sports psychology, essentially. How am I not only going to feel comfortable in the pursuit of a specific type of skill, set of capabilities in a sport, but then also how am I going to use that same approach or similar approach to help me be very focused and calm in the body and trusting of myself when I'm away from the baseball field. So what stood out for me, what really resonated was this question that he asked himself. I'm not sure if it's possible to have that same type of euphoria, that same type of promise and hope that I believe that I will feel if I am successful in baseball, if I become a professional baseball player, I've been wanting it for so long. I've been yearning for it all my life. I don't know if anything else can match that. And I love that question. We create this idea, this yearning. We build it up in our own bodies. We build it up into our own narrative, our own legacy. Once we realize that we build that up inside of us, what are the set of practices that allow us to build something else up, to build up another yearning, to build up another deep passion? The second thing that really stood out for me in talking with Mikey was the moment that he realized that he gets tense when thinking about the type of person who plays essentially amateur baseball and all that's included with that and the person grinding through that. And instead of seeing it as a stepping stone toward what he wants, his body recoils from it. He does not want to have that conversation with himself. He does not sit in meditation and visualization and affirmation, trying to see himself 
as a highly successful practitioner of the grind of amateur baseball. He doesn't see himself in that. He doesn't even want to contemplate that. And he recognized that that's the approach that he's been taking. And he acknowledged it. That truly resonated with me because if he decides to move forward, I strongly believe that he will have to sit and meditate with the scenario in front of him. The third thing that he talked about that really resonated with me was the moment of giving up. And he phrased it as, I just want to know that I gave it my all. Okay, but what does it mean to give it your all? Does it mean that I grind and I suffer and just break myself into nothing and then say, hey, I gave it my all and I'm close to 30 and I, it didn't work out and I didn't set up anything for myself. I leveraged everything. I risked everything. It didn't work out. But look at me trying my best. Look at me giving it my all. I can see why somebody would not want to contemplate that. But I'm asking him to redefine what it means to give it your all. So giving it your all, sit and meditate and document success steps. If baseball does this, then I'll do that. If baseball does this, then here's my change. Here's plan B. Here's see it clearly. Be the person who can adapt. Be the athlete who can adjust and modify. Take a different path based on what the environment is offering him. Being the person who does not rely on external environmental cues for his success. He goes internal. And no matter what the environment offers, he can modify and adjust. No matter what external validation is present or not present, he can process it, trust in himself, and make the adjustments that he knows is appropriate for him. These are the things that really stood out for me. I'm Esco Wilson, and you've been listening to Self-Awakened Lifestyle. You can find out more about me at selfawakenlifestyle.com. I'd like to thank Mikey for coming to the show today. The Self-Awakened Lifestyle is part of Miracy FM Podcast Network, which also includes shows like Soul Savvy Business and Just Between Coaches. This episode was produced by Cynthia Lamb. Melissa Deal assembled the episode. Danny Eaney is our executive producer. And post-production was by Post Office Sound. So you don't miss upcoming episodes, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. If you like the show, please leave us a five-star review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.